I grew up on Kent Hoven, watching his videos. I was homeschooled, and he was a good portion of our curriculum growing up. So he was a common household name for me and one of my personal heroes through most of my life, except for the 10-year gap where he was in prison. And I really believe that's part of Kent Hoven's con, is he gets you introduced to these God-fearing people and you feel the love and you feel like you have a purpose finally and you're, you're actually working with your hands to help God build the kingdom until it all flips on you. I didn't meet a single person who had a bad thing to say about it, but you know that's part of the scam too, is how he rotates people out. Yeah. As soon as they catch on to who he really is, they're he gone. has to send them away so they don't pollute the next wave. Yes. And he's he's keeping up an endless cycle of, of rotation for workers. Wow. It's a very in-depth scam. You know, when I first arrived, I looked at Kent Hoven right under saint status. Like <laughs> yeah. I did. I, I, I Over saint him. status. You know? Thrill is gone. <laughs> <laughs> the honeymoon ended quickly. And someone had called you a very derogative word, which Kent did not defend you. And from what Mark was telling me is Kent was defending the other person. Which Steve. I thought it was Steve, but then I thought you said it may have been Ernie. Okay, so when I had seven witnesses tell Kent Hovind that I was not lying and mm -hmm. Seven witnesses say that Steve was lying, particularly Kenny and Timmy knew firsthand that Steve was lying because they had received the drugs from him. And Mark Stoney also said, well, Steve has lied on multiple occasions. And I believe Kenny and Timmy, they're not lying. They're coming. They are confessing. Right. Why would they confess? They had nothing to gain and right. everything to lose. And so Kent, rather than saying, wow, seven witnesses, my wife must be telling me the truth. No, instead he calls Ernie. That's where Ernie came into the picture. Kent called okay. Ernie and Ernie proceeds to tell everybody there that I'm Cora, that Kent Hoven is Moses and that I'm leading Cora's rebellion. Then anybody who stands up for me will be kicked off campus. And then you walked by mm -hmm. when I was already gone yep. and you heard apparently Steve on the phone calling me. An effing bitch. Yes. Which apparently I hear was a routine for him. Correct. And it was also apparently routine for Ken Hovind to not defend his wife in that way. Yeah. Which I found then and I still find mind boggling. How do you reconcile with not coming to your wife's defense? Like that's sick and demented. The only way is if he believes that it's true and that I deserve it. And that's what he always tells me. He said, you deserved it. That's because he and himself is a demented man. I mean, he's a con artist. He's one of the best. He is the best con artist I've ever heard of. I don't know anyone who could match him to pull in the donations from real God-fearing people and to have the wool pulled over their eyes that much. You've got to really know what you're selling, you know? 
And yeah. he's good at that. But he's, he's good at actor. it. He's good at it by limiting the information exchanged in that place. In order to stay there long term, you need to keep your ears shut. Because once you find out and catch on to what their scam is, you're no longer valuable. And that's when Kent has to get rid of you. And since I was his wife, he had to do it in a more covert way. Right. Gaslight the hell out of her so she'll leave. Well, that is Kent's M.O. I never saw him send anybody away because he just didn't like them. He always pushed them and pushed them until they snapped or until he found fault in them somewhere so that him asking them to leave was not on his hands. It was their own fault. I washed my hands of the matter. Right. And that's exactly what we saw him doing with you then. And, And now it's apparent to the whole world, anyone with a quarter of a brain, that that's what he did to you. He pushed and poked and prodded you until he had something to make him look like he would be justified by sending you away. Well, you know, that's that's who Kent Hovind is. It's never Kent Hovind's fault. It's always the government or wife one or wife two or wife three and soon wife four or it's this worker or that worker. Nothing that has ever happened to Kent Hovind has been Kent Hovind's fault because he refuses to accept anything as being at his own. Well, and you also, you think looking back, you're like, well, if Kent Hovind has a problem with me, it has to be me. Surely it can't be this mighty man of God and it can't be on him. So I need to change myself. And he gets you to buy into it. He gets you to believe. Wow. It's it's sick. It's, it's the greatest con of all time. A couple of us gathered together while working and talked about it. Like, Cindy told you guys she's not allowed to talk to anyone. And then I think Mark's the one that filled me in that it was just causing you problems. Because anytime you said anything, anytime you tried to get involved in help, Kent would turn it around on you. And then it would become, no matter who was at fault, it would become your fault. He really was trying to drive me out. Yeah. I mean, we started seeing that while we were there. It's sad. This is damning for Kent Hovind. If more people would come out, it could be, and it should be. And anyone who is a Kent Hovind fan, I grew up on Kent Hovind. I dressed up for Halloween one time in my whole life, and I dressed up as Kent Hovind. I had the burgundy (laughs) suit. I had the dinosaur tie. Like, I loved Kent Hovind. And I'm begging you, if you're a supporter of his, send your money somewhere else. If you want to go visit Dinosaur Adventure Land and see for yourself, fine. But do not give this fraud any more of your money. Give it to a ministry that actually cares about God's kingdom. It's like Kent Hovind wants Kent Hovind's portion, but he wants God's portion too. He's very greedy when it comes to your attention and your affection. He wants it all to he himself. He wants your affection. He is a, he's, a, he's threatened or offended that you would go to God directly and not him for right. all wisdom. And everybody there, I feel like, legitimately wanted to serve God in a ministry. So to hear that was kind of heartbreaking, but it was also another fear technique because you didn't want to be thrown out of this ministry 
And then for most people, once you have nothing left, unless you're a heck of a worker, you just have no more value. That it would make sense that Satan would have to attack it so often through Ken Hovind's actions. You know, if, if, if Satan himself didn't have Kent set up there, Dinosaur Adventureland would thrive as a ministry. And that's a threat to Satan's kingdom. I even got to the point when I was there of questioning if that was the scheme. You just always have to have a project going to keep the donations coming in. And if you're out of projects, what do you do? Well, you build everything crappy the first time, so you got to redo it. And that's the scheme. But that's because Kent Hovind doesn't legitimately care about the people coming to visit. He doesn't care about the safety of the kids. We've seen that. We know that. And the workers there do. We care if kids get hurt there. He doesn't. I mean, what's his famous saying? Just make another one. You can always make another one. You can always make another one. And and he believes that. Unfortunately, that's not a joke, right? No. It's not a joke. And he believes that wholeheartedly. Um, At first, you think, okay, he's just being funny. But you get to a point where you realize, okay, he's not. He really has no concern. The workers I've seen get hurt there. I don't know if any three words have ever described Kent Hovind better than lack of empathy. I saw that, and I don't even want to go back into it deep. But when the boy drowned and we went to the hospital and we were all weeping in the hallway and the boy's parents were in the next room crying over him because he was gone. Ken Hovind was in the lobby passing out pamphlets and asking people to come visit. There was no compassion. There was no remorse, no regret, no empathy, nothing. The, the fake smile on his face, that moment is what tainted his image for me permanently. I saw then that there was nothing genuine about him, that it was just a numbers game. And I think in the back of my mind, you know, that saying that he did repeatedly, you can just make another one, was going around and around and around. Like, that's when I realized he really meant that. Like, no child is special to him. You can always make another one. You were a blessing there. You. You made that place more bearable. When you realize that if it's not a cult, it's just a work camp in the guise of a ministry, you know, your brothers and sisters there who have the same heart as you, that's the only thing that keeps you from just going crazy and going mad because Kent won't stop poking and prodding until he gets what he wants and then he can send you away because he found a reason. So as a father of four, my warning to all of you guys, but first of all, don't sell everything you have to move to DAL. Please don't do that. And if you have money burning a hole in your pocket, don't send it to DAL. Give it to an orphan or give it to a widow. Please don't give this man your money. It's not going to the kingdom like you think it is. Uh, multiple people accused of pedophilia or convicted of pedophilia are on the property with your children. I want you to understand Nobody who goes to DAL is vetted. No one. My family wasn't vetted. No one there is vetted. He wouldn't care even if he vetted you and you were a criminal. He'd let you on anyway. Exactly. And Obviously, Steve was running from the law from Missouri. And that was a a lie that Steve told in his video. The the one he did at midnight driving around all high and loopy and giving the midnight tour of DAL. 
He said, Chris Jones has been here like twice since I've been involved in four years. And I'm like, you liar. Chris Jones was there four times in the four months I was there or three times in the four months I was there. And I didn't even know about Brady Byram at the time. But knowing those two in the circle, and then I've seen another video come out that there is a third pedophile that's close friends with Kent that comes and goes. And it's like, man, that is a lot of unsafe circumstances to have in a ministry geared towards children. And it just gets to a point where you have to question, is there something deeper involved here? And God, please have mercy. That's not the case. But it's something that parents bringing your children there need to be aware of. Kent defends these people and he defends what they did. And even with Chris Jones, he defends it as, well, Chris Jones was just playing strip poker with a 10-year-old. Oh, my God. Chris Jones was playing strip poker with a 10-year-old? Like, is that not enough? Kent Hovind's going to be talking about how righteous he is and how he's being attacked again. And he's going to make himself out to be a King David. And he is no King David. He is no King David. He he works for the enemy. If you can sear your conscience, you can be successful there. But if you're a morally upright person whatsoever, it only takes about 30 days to figure out what's really going on. It took me longer than most. That's because you were married to him. And nobody wants to believe that they married the hustler of hustlers. And I always laugh when he talks about how he works harder than anyone there, 16 hours a day. He might be active for 16 hours a day. But I don't know if I've seen him once work a consecutive hour.